Hey everyone, welcome back to a very special edition of Nintendo Fanboys. Steven and I are going to essentially go through the year in review for both the Nintendo Switch and the 3DS. And I think right off the bat we can start by saying that uh, Nintendo had quite a crazy year this year. Oh yes, they did. They launched two brand new consoles and they basically got a revival because, and they also launched a SNES classic. Let's not forget about that. So they're in the media everywhere right now. And in my opinion, the Switch is probably the best uh, first year of any consoles I've ever seen. So that's why I wanted to do some uh, special podcast because right now we're the 10th of December and we're basically going to record two back-to-back episodes for you guys so we don't have to worry about recording podcasts for the rest of the year because it's going to be very very busy for both of us so i thought we would start by doing a 2017 year and review and then the next one in two weeks will be of course the 2018 predictions for nintendo which i can't wait to see yours because mine are crazy and oddly specific so I'm going to start with the 3DS and then you're going to do the Switch. I hope you did not forget to bring a blast from the past. I did. All right. I did. You did. So you have you have some time to think of one. So the 3DS started with a pretty pretty uh, great series with Dragon Quest 8 in January. Uh that was an amazing game. We both had it in our top 10 games of the year. So I, I believe they, they started very, very strong. And then a few months, uh, well, a month after that, they got Mario Sports Superstars, which I played for 15 hours because of one game, which was Mario Baseball. The rest of the games I found were crap. And the game did not exactly review that well. But still, that was a pretty nice game because it was fully online supported. And as you'll see, guys, like the 3DS had a pretty decent year this year, but it's slowly dying down. And the part that we covered the 3DS will not be as long as the Switch, obviously, because the Switch has uh, had just such an amazing game. After Mario Sports Superstar, we got Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valencia, which was a remake of... Fire Emblem Gaiden, I believe. And I did not like it as much as I thought I would, simply because like some of the best uh, new additions to the series that were added in uh, Fates and in Awakening were not in this. Like, for example, I don't remember if there was uh, marriage options and Echoes. They might have been, but I know that you could not pair up units and stuff like that, like you could in Awakening. And the story was uh, was not as addicting as it was in Awakening and Fates. So uh, a lot of people still love this because Fire Emblem is still pretty good, even even this game, but I, I thought it wasn't as uh, polished as the other ones. And if you ever have anything to add when I'm talking about these games, feel free to do so because I want to have a discussion here, not just because if not, this will get very boring. <laughs> too, too late. It's already boring. You've ruined Christmas. <laughs> Uh, well, right. no, no, I can actually leave a, I can say a few things already. Uh, with the uh, Fire Emblem in particular, uh, I was a little disappointed with it. It wasn't, um, it wasn't exactly what I 
I thought it was going to be. It was cool, but it just wasn't what I expected. And I don't remember... When did you say that came out? Fire Emblem Echoes, I believe... I did not write this down. So it was... I think it was in May. Okay. Pretty sure it was in May. So if it was in May, the chances are that I was I was still going through a couple of other games, you know, like on the Switch or or something else. But well, whatever, whatever the case may be, uh, it just it wasn't all that great. But you're right in the sense that, like when when the year started, Dragon Quest Eight that was a great way of kicking off 2018 and what I consider to most likely be one of the last really big years for the system. Yep, and Fire Emblem actually charted. That game performed very well compared to Dragon Quest VIII, which did not uh, chart. And Mario Sports Superstar probably did okay, but nothing uh, didn't break the bank or anything. All right, now we're going in close to the summer, and the first game I want to talk about is Ever Oasis, which was an amazing game. That one... I believe got a very, very limited release because I think Nintendo did not expect this to sell that much. And I think they're pretty, probably satisfied with the results because since its release, it's always been sold out everywhere and Amazon has it for like a $20 increase. So I think this game probably sold out. And now what you're seeing is either uh, secondhand copies or stock that people did not uh, sell so i think it got a limited release but it really really well received critically and that was my i, I believe my number four game of the year like it was really an amazing game i think uh you're doing it yourself a, a disservice if you don't try this game out it's really really awesome and there's also a demo a demo on the eShop. and then of course we got a trio of of other games but Nintendo also released uh, the Nintendo 2DS XL, or the new Nintendo 2DS XL, should I say. And uh, along that, they released Hey Pikmin and Metopia. And Hey Pikmin, hey Pikmin did not really uh, critically receive well. I believe it got over or under around the scores of 6.0 to 7 on Metacritic. I did not check that out, but I remember, remember that it was was not getting glorious reviews. I did not try this one. Obviously, I, I wasn't really interested in that game, but Metopia was pretty fun. Metopia, I played for a few hours, and uh, I think it was very unique. It was released a bit too late, in my opinion, as I think this was released uh, in 2016 or maybe even 2015 in Japan. But still, pretty uh, pretty cool. And then we also got RPG Maker Fest, uh, which obviously was not published by Nintendo, but rather, well, Atlas or Sega, if you want. And that I had a blast playing. I actually <laughs> put a dozen hours into that. And it's funny because you, you, you said that I probably put around three hours or two hours making a Jared to the past. Well, actually it took me like 12 hours to make that game. You bastard. <laughs> and it's funny because it's a 15 minute game at best. And it took me like 12 hours to make, but I had so much fun that I made a sequel, a Jared between worlds. And that too was a blast <laughs> to make. That was way more polished. And I'm quite disappointed that it was not, like in the runnings for game of the year, the game awards, but what can you do? It, Hopefully next year <laughs> I'll make another, another one and it will, will get the acclaim it deserves. If you say so, 
If you say so. You can't beat the original game, man. You see, that was your yeah. mistake. You you just you tried to beat what you had done before. <laughs> Next up, we had Monster Hunter Stories, which was actually surprisingly published by Nintendo here in North America. That game, I did play for like 15 minutes, and for some reason, it didn't hook me. And it should, because it's basically a Pokemon uh, ripoff. It's exactly like Pokemon. But I just kept, couldn't get into it. And I know that uh, a friend of the show, I think his name is Stormwind, uh, like put this very high in his top 10 game of the list. And it reviewed very well, too. So it's a pretty, pretty solid game. I just could not get into it, unfortunately. But a pretty good release, a late release for the 3DS. And then, of course, we got Metroid Samus Returns, which is a pretty decent game. We we were a bit hard on it because we thought, for as for Metroid standards, it wasn't uh, quite up there. But still, people seem to love it. It, ch- it charted very well. It also got pretty decent reviews. And it was nice to see Samus back after all these years. Yeah, that one was nice. That one was really, really nice. So far with the lineup that you've mentioned, um, like, I can sort of see where I stood with the, um, with the system, you know, like I tried Fire Emblem, uh, played through Dragon Quest VIII, Metroid, obviously played through, but some of the other ones, like, they didn't really, I don't want to say appeal to me, but it's like I didn't really give them a chance. Like your Ever Oasis and things like that, and uh, Monster Hunter Heroes, same deal. I I never really tried it, so yeah. But with Metroid, Metroid's a an interesting one because it was so great to have another Metroid game, but it was also disappointing in the sense that it just didn't really live up to the legacy of the rest of the games. Yep, and it was Monster Hunter Stories, oh, not sorry. Heroes. I'm sorry. But- Good enough. I also want to quickly mention uh, Yokai Watch 2, Psychic Specters, and Fire Emblem War- uh, Fire Emblem Warriors also came out for the new 3DS. Fire Emblem Warriors was actually an exclusive to that, as was Minecraft. So those are some good games. I obviously did not play them, but Yokai Watch 2, I really enjoyed last year, and this was like the remastered version of it, so... If you did not play Yokai Watch 2 last year, maybe try out Psychic Specters as that was an amazing game. And finally, the year ended with a bang with Pokemon Ultra Sun and Pokemon Ultra Moon, which we, I think, both enjoyed. I'm still playing it. I'm over 70 hours now. I just recently finished my Pokedex and just a really awesome game, awesome revision of last year's, last year's title. And I think you're enjoying it too. I am. I'm actually right. Uh, I'm right at the Pokemon League right now. Uh, well, getting there. I'm on the mountain, whatever it's called. Um, I got a little bit carried away with the whole wormhole thing and going after uh, some legendaries and stuff like that. And I actually made a mistake and I wasn't paying any attention. And I over leveled uh, two of my Pokemon in my team. And wouldn't you know it, but those two were um, were ones that I absolutely, well, absolutely, well, yeah, that I absolutely needed for the last totem Pokemon on, 
on that last island. So I was like, ah, oh, crap, because they're like ignoring me and everything. And I'm like, damn it, because I wasn't paying any attention as I was capturing a whole bunch of other Pokemon. But so far, I really, really enjoyed this. I'm, I'm curious to see what the post-game content is once I finish off the league. And then I'm probably going to go and and hunt down some more legendaries because the truth of the matter is that I don't really have too, too much going on right now except for the fact that I want to finish Dragon Quest XI on the PS4. Outside that... Uh, really don't have too much up to Christmas, so I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on to Pokemon Ultra Sun, which is one I'm playing, uh, probably, yeah, probably all the way up to Christmas, so the next two, two to three weeks, we'll see, and then I'll probably finish off, uh, Dragon Quest, and then after that, I don't really know what, uh, what I'm gonna be playing. Alright, so that's pretty much, uh, my part of the, the year in review so now we're gonna move on to the switch well that's what you think now comes the real part of a year in review which is the actual year in review (laughs) what did you what did you think though of the 3ds like as a whole looking back at what you just said um i mean what are we the sixth year of the system i'm I don't know, <laughs> but it sounds right. Okay, so let's say five, six years. Like, uh, for me, um, looking in, I'd say that was really a good lineup of games. I mean, the platform has been around for a long time now. Uh, there's a lot of people still now debating that, you know, the Switch is their next portable, even though it's a portable console hybrid. So you got a lot of people that are like, oh, well, why are they still supporting the 3DS, even though you and I are both like, well, they're not exactly the same thing here, guys. Um, so for me, it was a really, they had a really good lineup. They had a lot of good games that, you know, varied. So you had stuff from, for your like Pokemon fans. You had stuff for your, you know, your hardcore like Metroid fans. And, and you even had like one, one hell of a kick-ass RPG. I think all around, that was a really good lineup for this late in the game. Uh, oh yeah, it, it did. Like, uh, I had a Switch, uh, like you bought me a Switch a month after it came out and I barely played it until, uh, Golf Story came out. Like I played my 3DS all year because there was games to play all year. And I think many people, like including me last year when this NX was announced to be releasing soon in 2017, I didn't expect the 3DS to have much because all they had going in announced, I believe, was Mario Sports Superstars and Ever Oasis. That's all we knew at, at the last E3, and we got a lot more than that. And I think that w- this was a pretty solid game for a solid year for any any system, and for one uh, for a year of a system that's supposed to be on life support. That's that's uh, pretty uh, respectable indeed. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, I, I think they did a really, really good job. And I know next week we're going to talk all about, uh, you know, our predictions. But what I did was I wrote five predictions. That's it. I didn't single out, like, I didn't say five for the 3DS and five for the uh, the Switch and, and, and what have you. Um, but I, I'm hoping that moving into next year, you know, that we get, you know, maybe one or two surprises would be would be kind of nice. Okay, so now my turn. So we're going to switch over, literally, to the Switch. 
So what I did here was I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff, sort of like what you did. Uh, the only difference was I actually broke it down by date. And there's a reason I did that, because you said something that kind of resonated with me, which was the Switch had like one of the strongest like launch years of any platform. And one thing I just want to uh, make sure that everybody understands is that the Switch hasn't even been out a year yet. So that's something to be mindful of. It was released on March 3rd, according to Wikipedia. Um, and, well, it's not March 3rd, right? It's December 10th. So we're looking at, you know, like what, eight, nine months, something like that. Maybe 10. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do math. <laughs> uh, but still, so, I mean, you, you know, everything that I'm about to talk about, you have to, you know, you have to understand that it hasn't even been 12 months yet. So this is pretty wild. So what I've done, I'm going to talk about, we'll talk a little bit about the launch. And I actually highlighted every single game that Nintendo itself released. Because I think it's kind of impressive, the strategy that they used this time around. I think it was really smart. And I also sprinkled some third-party releases and, and what have you. Now, obviously, I'm not going to talk about every single game that's been released. Because over the last two months, it's been incredible how many releases have been coming out on the Switch. And it's just getting more and more crazy that I think next year is going to be just... Uh, like, it's going to be impossible to keep up if you're one of those guys that likes to buy, like, just about everything. So, okay, so the system launch, like I said, I, I just looked at uh, release dates, so if if it's possible that the games came out before the actual system came out, that's happened before, uh, but whatever. I didn't actually look at when the system launched, but I know it was March. So the two big titles from Nintendo were 1-2 Switch and, of course, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And as everybody knows, that was also released on the Wii U. And so both Steven and I actually played on the Wii U, and then I jumped ship when I got my Switch, and I restarted and um, and then finished off the whole game. And I actually want to go back. That's something I forgot. I mentioned that uh, there's Dragon Quest XI on the PS4, but there's also the latest expansion of um, The Legend of Zelda. So I would like to actually go and, and check that out. Now, I didn't include every single launch game, obviously, uh, because the highlight, I mean, no one can argue this, the highlight was really The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And what was so interesting to me was the the tease that I got from the Wii U made the Switch version even better. And what I mean by that is that with the Wii U, I was literally attached to a room. I I, I could only go, um, you can't see obviously, but I, I've got uh, this big one open area. And I was sort of stuck within that one big open area. And that was no big deal, right? Like I would play on my sofa or I would have just uh, used the screen, the big screen TV or, or whatever. But when I got the the Switch version, it was really interesting because, like, I could go in the bedroom now. I could literally go to someone else's home. I could bring it to work so I could play a little bit, like, over lunch, things like that. And that was really unique to experience a Zelda game like that, at, at least of this quality. And it was just a, you know, it was a breakthrough game. I'm not going to get into all the details. You know, I've reviewed it. Everybody's reviewed it. It currently has a 97 on Metacritic, whereas 1-2 Switch has a glorious 58. And, yeah. Have you ever played that game? Nope, I have not. Me neither. 
which is amazing. Now, there were a couple of other games, though, that came out at launch that I, I actually did enjoy. Uh, there was I Am Setsuna. I actually played through the whole game again. I was a very big fan of that uh, old-school RPG. And again, being able to play it on the Switch on the go was a really fun experience. That was the second Switch game I believe I played. Uh, Shovel Knight, they released, I think it was called Treasure Trove, something like that. Um, and that too, that's, that's, a, that's a great, great game if you haven't played Shovel Knight on any of the other systems. They also released Blaster Master Zero. And by they, it doesn't, I don't mean Nintendo, I just mean that these games were released on the Switch. And there was even Super Bomberman R. And again, I mean, some people like some of these more than others. But the point I'm trying to make is that these were some quality games that appealed to different groups of people. And yes, some of them had been released before. But this was the first time that you could really take some of these games. I say some of them because like Shovel Knights on the 3DS and things like that. But like I Am Setsuna, it was really cool to be able to take that on the go because the Vita version was never released in North America. So that was really, really cool. You know, this is at launch. You had like a full, real RPG that you could go and, and experience. Not some piece of junk either, like a really good one. And with Zelda was just freaking awesome. Now, I don't know if you have anything you want to add for like launch day type of thing. No, actually, you covered it pretty well. All righty. Well, just a couple weeks later, Steven's like basically one of his favorite games on the Switch would get released, which was The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. And that kind of surprised me. I didn't remember that coming out so early, but unless Wikipedia lies, it came out. I thought that was a launch game. Yeah, maybe. When, like, let me see when the actual system launched, because it says it hit uh, March 17th. So let's see, uh, when... In March 3rd, the system launched on March 3rd. Okay, so then it would have been two weeks later, around, yeah, 14 days. Okay. Yeah. So you really had a good time with that. You really oh, enjoyed yeah. that. And it, it reviewed very, very well. People were happy. They were saying, like, you know, yeah, this is great. You know, we get, again, you're able to take it on the go. And if you want to play it on your TV, you can go ahead and do that. So that was a big one. At least I thought it was a big one. Um, in April, April 25th to be specific, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris came out and then a few days later Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out and to give you an idea, both reviewed very very well, but Mario Kart 8 Deluxe got a, it still has a 92 Metacritic. So if you're, if you're following along here, Yes, 1-2-Switch has a 58, okay, granted, but the big game was Zelda, which had a 97, and then literally, like, a little over a month later, you get Mario Kart 8, which has a 92, and yes, it was released on the Wii U, but this was a very, like, deluxe version of the game, and I actually had a really good time with that. I didn't I didn't invest too, too much. I think I spent, like, maybe 5, 10 hours with it, something like that, but I... It, it was fun, you know? It's one of those games where even now, every now and then, I'll go back and try a few races and try a few courses that I completely suck at. But that's the type of game that, uh, in terms of sales, will most likely become the highest-selling Switch game by, like, next year, which is which is crazy, you know? Especially considering that the Switch is a brand-new system. It It's really wild. Yeah, it's selling, like, crazy and for me i played the heck out of the wii u version so i don't know if you played much of it and i still like i think i have 15 hours into the switch version mario kart 8 is just a fantastic game probably 
one of one of the best Mario Karts out there, and they're f- like really awesome. The first HD one, so I think people are really loving it. And with the portability aspect of it, and like the fact that the, the system comes with two Joy Cons, and everybody can you can play two player right out, right to go. Because even though the Joy Cons, I would not play with that uh, with one Joy Con for hours. It's still I tried it with the Mario Kart Eight, and it it does a job really well. So I think this was an ideal release for the system. Yeah, I think you nailed it, man. And the fact that there's the battle system, the new battle system, well, the new old battle system. Um, and, and I think you really nailed it. The fact that the system essentially has two controllers built in, you don't really need another controller. I mean, yeah, like you say, for hours, I wouldn't really recommend doing that. But if you're a parent, it's not bad. You know, you buy the system, you got two controllers, and yeah, it'll tide you over for now. You can get a Joy-Con later on for some, you know, one of their birthdays or something like that. So anyways, very cool stuff. Uh, then, so that was in April. Then in May, we had three different releases of varying quality. And again, I'm not, I'm not counting absolutely everything. Okay. There was obviously more games. These were games that just sort of jumped out at me. Um, there was Minecraft Nintendo Switch Edition, Disgaea 5 Complete, and of course the much uh, loved and appreciated Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers. Now interestingly enough, Ultra Street Fighter 2 actually went on to sell a ridiculous amount of copies. It's actually over a million copies sold now, which is unbelievable for such a, for such an old game. This is, this is a trend with Switch games though, even Super Bomberman R I think uh, sold 500,000 copies mm-hmm. like it seems like in the first year if you if you did not release a game for the Switch you probably missed out because I don't think this will necessarily continue forever especially once the system gets more AAA titles no I, I, I agree 100% I, I think that's exactly it I think you kind of miss the boat uh, with this and even I don't even know if I would say like the full year like you had till before november and then once more and more and more quality third-party games and nintendo offerings hit i it's i'm sure it's going to start to slow down now but anyway so may was the only uh, month where we didn't actually see a nintendo specific release uh, I, people could argue, yeah, well, Minecraft, you know, was the big, big one. And, and I, I won't argue with that for sure. That was a big one, but Nintendo itself didn't, didn't release any, uh, you know, big game. Their next big game that they released was a brand new IP called Arms, which has currently a Metacritic of 77. Now that didn't really appeal to me too much because it was again with uh, motion controls and stuff. And yes, I know you don't need to use motion controls, but it just didn't, I don't know. It didn't really do it for me, if that makes sense. I, I played a little bit of uh, Disgaea, but I forget when you got me Disgaea. I doubt you got me Disgaea that early. No, it was for your birthday in August. Yeah, so. that that's it, exactly. So, But knowing you, it probably was May, because you never get me things on my birthday. It's always like weeks early. But anyways. Yeah, sure. And not May, but... Uh, july uh but anyways yeah so arms was a was unique in that this was a brand new nintendo ip and yes of course one two switch was as well but really i don't you know personally i don't really count that but whatever uh so for me in june a big one that again i didn't play in june thanks to steven was cave story plus that was a, a really 
really good game. If you have never played Stay, uh, Cave Story before, I highly recommend going checking that one out. That was a really, really good game. But clearly in June, the big game that everybody was talking about for the Switch was ARMS. And then a month later, in July, Splatoon 2 hit, and that currently has a Metacritic of 83. So Nintendo's doing pretty good here. We got two games in the 90s, one in the 50s, one in the like high 70s, and one in the 80s. This is pretty good for a... Yeah, and the ARMS is a brand new IP that already sold over a million copies, and I think Splatoon 2 was over, o- already over 3 million copies, so... These games are not only well received, but they're moving, uh, moving units. So people are buying these. So that's very good for Nintendo. Damn right it is. And, and this was like, it's, it's kind of funny because like while I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm a weirdo uh, because while everyone else was getting super stoked and super excited and you know, like, like you said, these, these games are moving systems. I actually found that the summer was like the lull period. Like, that's where I wasn't really using my Switch all that much. But the question I have is, when did Dragon Quest Eleven hit? <laughs> we had the exact... Uh, I think it was the end of July. Okay, because that would make sense why I didn't want to get into anything. Uh, because, man, I... And that, to me, like, if we did a year in review on the 3DS, which, hey, interesting, we just did... And that wasn't mentioned, yeah, I, I, damn I, you. I did not mention Japanese releases because that was... Uh, I, I purposely did that. I know you did. Because that's not really, like, it did not really get a mainstream release here, of course, because it wasn't released here. But to me... And you need a Japanese 3DS to get it. So it, it, it was a bit, like, for you, yeah, sure. Because for me, that was it. And I purposely, I, I did the same thing, man. I, I purposely didn't mention it. Uh, I figured I'd mention it here only because, like, it was towards the end of summer. And summer, to me, was kind of boring. Like, there really wasn't too, too much going on. Uh, so, okay, so that was July. Then we move into August. And you'll notice that I, I've been purposely doing this. We, like, ever since March, I've been telling you of a big release every single month since the system launch and this is exactly what nintendo promised that they were going to do they were going to spread the releases over a year now this is the same sort of thing that they had said multiple times for multiple systems in the past but this time i think they really came through so in august interestingly enough there was no nintendo specific published uh release however yeah, you could say they, it's almost like a, a co-published game was released, and that's Mario and Rabbids Kingdom uh, Battle, which is sort of like their XCOM game. Now, I really wanted to play that, but given Dragon Quest XI's release, I didn't, and I still haven't even purchased it. It's in my Amazon uh, wish list because it's one of those games that I'd, I'd really like to try. It looks really, really fun and unique, and it was published by Ubisoft, is made with you by Ubisoft, but it really, from from everything that I've read, and it's got a Metacritic of 85, it, everyone says like it feels like a Nintendo game. And the other game that was released in August, which is kind of funny, it's Mario's old rival, Sonic, with Sonic Mania. And that one I did pick up because that was a great game, man. Uh, I can't believe it's a fan game. Like, it feels like a legit Sonic game from the Genesis era. But again, 
it's so cool being able to take these games on the go with you, but also have that ability to play them in HD on your big screen TV. It, really, really cool. I'm really enjoying the Switch, the whole concept of the Switch, as, which is something that I knew I was going to enjoy this because the Wii U, the only thing I didn't like with the Wii U is that the Wii U could only be played uh, like in the same room. That that was the only thing. Like I love that idea that you could play it on the go and that you could play it on your TV. That's really, really cool. Okay, so September. September, we had a lot of different releases and we had two big ones that came out, which were FIFA 11 and NBA 2K18. Now, FIFA got a 68 Metacritic and NBA got a 74. Why I talk about those two releases? Because very important for the Switch itself to see how those games performed. Now, I couldn't actually find any data on how they did perform. Do you know? I do not know. I, I, I don't, I have a feeling it's not very good, but I just want to quickly ahead and mention Pokemon Tournament. Hey, whoa, I'm not whoa, sure whoa, if you whoa, wrote whoa, it whoa, you're ruining my okay. mojo. <laughs> Damn you. So, yeah, it's because that's a S- September release, I believe. It is. Yeah, September 22nd. Okay. I just wanted to get those two games out of the way. Because um, you said there was two games released in September, so that's why I was... Yeah, no, 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 sorry, that's me and my stupidity. Uh, I, there's probably like 80 games that were released in September, but I just wanted to single out those two only because of the fact that they're important third-party games, and I'm not entirely sure how they did, because all I could find was the combined sales with you know the other version, so obviously mm-hmm. it's really hard to tell how they did. So there was two download games that I wanted to talk about that were released in September. One was Signmora EX, which was a great shooter, and Golf Story, which was a phenomenal game that I did not expect to like as much as I like. That is a great, great game that I spent the better part of a month playing. I finished it uh, like 25,000 feet in the sky. It was really a brilliant game. And then, of course, the last one that uh, Steven ruined the surprise was Pokémon Tournament DX. And that was the only one that I forgot to get the Metacritic on, which is because I'm a monster. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the first Pokémon game I haven't bought in years because I played the Wii U version, and this one is $80. And I don't have $80 to spend on a game right now. so But still... Like I, I think the only difference with this one and the Wii U one is that they added the option of battling with two Pokemon instead of one, like tagging in and out. Like I think they added a tag mode or something like that. I'm not really sure, so that might be wrong. But I, I know there's one new feature in this game. Well, um, thanks to that, I was able to check, and it has a 79 Metacritic. Uh, that was one, too, where I was like, oh, I, I wanted to check it out. I even had it on pre-order, but then I backed out. I was like, nah, and I had a lot of fun with Golf Story at the time, and I was playing other things, so I, I, I backed out of it. Okay, October. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. So in October, there was a couple of things. I guess because Stephen will ruin all the surprises for everybody, I will tell you the Nintendo release first, which was Fire Emblem Warriors, which it was kind of funny, this. I ended up getting the game through a friend of mine because he absolutely hated it, um, and I haven't even played it yet. And the Metacritic for this is 75, and I'm not sure... I, I don't know. I, I'm, I might actually love the game, but I'm not, I'm not too sure. I already played through, uh, Dragon Quest Heroes 2, I believe was this year. 
So I'm kind of like, it's not the type of type of game that you can play many of them, at least for me, because you start to get burnt out of them after a while where you're like, okay, you know, like I just went through Dragon Quest Heroes 2. Do I really want to go and play another type? You know what I mean? And so I was like, nah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, this game's on my wish list. I haven't played it, uh, obviously, but quite a curious about it. But like you said, like I played Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and Hyrule Warriors in the last few years, and it's similar type of games that, I, like you said, you can't play too much of them. Well, that's it. Um, now, I'm going to save the other big Nintendo October release for just a second because there were a couple of download games that were really good that I really wanted to highlight. One was Axiom Verge. The other was The Mummy Demastered. And, of course, Steven's Game of the Year. No, no, not exactly, but way up there, Stardew Valley. Those were... I find it funny that you're still one of the games that, instead of saying games, have to, has to mention download games. Like, there's a difference. Oh, no, 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 that's true. I don't know why I did that. That's very true. And also, it's kind of a lie, because a lot of these that I've said of, uh, like, you know, download games, they haven't been download games. Like, some of them have also been retail released. I don't know why I did that. It's me. And yeah, Stardew Valley, I believe, like, the best place to play that game is on the Switch. And I could be lying, because, of course, that's the only version I played. But in my opinion, like, the fact that you can play that on the toilet, on the go, anywhere, on the bus, 50,000 feet... You could even play that game on the moon if you wanted to. Like that's 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 amazing. Like this game is fantastic. It, they even announced the Vita version uh, this week. So really, like yeah, like play that game. My God, do yourself a favor and play that game. It's phenomenal. That's pretty crazy, man. I didn't even know the Vita was still alive. Like wow. Because you can't even buy one. But anyways, uh, then the big, 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 of course, like the giant release. And this was the only sort of, um, I don't want to say anomaly or question mark or, or whatever. But I was surprised that they released Fire Emblem Warriors and then one week later released Super Mario Odyssey, which currently has a Metacritic of 96. I, I was a little surprised by that. And I understand that they appeal to different categories of gamers and age groups and what have you, but I did find that just, I don't want to say perplexing, but it's just, you know, like, I don't know. I was just surprised. That's all. So Super Mario Odyssey, I don't think there's really much I can say about this uh, that hasn't already been said. The fact that it has a Metacritic of 96 makes it the second highest uh, ranking game on this list outside of uh, Breath of the Wild. And, I mean, for me, the fact that the game came out and was really fun. First, the fact that it came out surprised me. I did not expect that to get released this year. And then the second thing that really stunned me was the fact that how fun it is to play. And then the third thing is the fact that we actually have within, I mean, again, think of this. It hasn't even been a year. Within the first year, whatever, of release of a new Nintendo system, we have not only a new Mario, but a new Zelda as well. Plus, we have Mario Kart. Plus, we have, you know, and I can keep going and going. But just the fact that you have a brand new Zelda and a brand new Mario in the same year, I don't know if that has ever been done before. Yeah, it has, but still, this... 
like if you if you've watched the Game Awards, you would know that Zelda Breath of the Wild won Game of the Year. But Mario Odyssey was also nominated for that category. So the fact that the Switch, which isn't isn't even one year old, had two of the top five games of the year as nominees, like is just incredible. Like it it tells you what a year Nintendo had. Exactly, man. Exactly. Okay. So now we're going to come into November. November, I could not find anything um, that Nintendo itself published. And I, I kind of makes sense, right? Because Super Mario Odyssey came out October 27th. And we knew, and I'll just spoil it right here, that in December, they had December 1st, they had Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So they would have had to have had something mid-November, but November was jammed. Oh, and I might, uh, since I'll, I already said about uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I might as well just let you know that it got a Metacritic of uh, 80, uh, sorry, yeah, 83. So that's doing fairly well itself. I haven't played it, uh, I have it actually right beside me. That's one I actually bought because I wanted to check it out, but I was kind of surprised that they didn't release the uh, Wii version there. What was it? Uh, was that was that just, yeah, it was Xenoblade Chronicles. The other one was just Xenoblade, right? Yeah, no, Xenoblade Chronicles, and on the Wii U we got Xenoblade Chronicles X. X. That's the one. Okay, that's how it was screwed up. Anyways, yeah, so there you go. So anyways, um, I kind of understand why they did that, because November was jammed. Now, I'm only going to talk about a couple of games, but it was jammed with releases. Like, every flippin' week, there was like, I don't know, like 12 games released on the eShop or something nuts like that. So we had, and I'll just name them off, some of the big ones. We had Doom, L.A. Noir, Rocket League, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, Resident Evil, Revelations 1 and 2. Just those. I was like, wow, like... Think of this. This is a Nintendo system. <laughs> and I know that these games are, are older and, and whatever. But still, this is a Nintendo system. And you got Doom. You got Skyrim on there now. You got Resident Evil. And yes, Resident Evil Revelations was been released on previous Nintendo hardware. But still, you know, Rocket League and L.A. Noir, Like, these are all big games. And I think... I think the, the Switch is going to have one hell of an awesome holiday season, man. I really, really do. And if we do, like I said, the year in review, if we look back now at all the different games that I've spoken about, I can't think of another system that had this big of a year in man. I, I, I really can't think of another system that had this big of a year. No, especially for launch. Like, uh, like just look at the PlayStation 4. It's... It's in its whatever year it is, and how many first party games did it get this year? Like, it got, it got Horizon, of course, but like, this is on its third or fourth year, and then you got Uncharted, and you got it, of course, there's another, a few other games like there, like, uh, there, PS4 had an awesome year, don't get me wrong, but it's still, like, if you look at the PS4's first year, like, nobody give it shit for not having anything. And then Nintendo comes out with this kind of year. I, I just, and the thing that scares me is that next year, like they obviously cannot match this. And I think people are going to bash them because of that. And I think it's unfair because they just had a superb year, like a unheard year for a first system, the first launch, first year system. So hopefully people have, uh, long memory with this and not and don't have a short memory when it comes to the switch 
Well, we'll be talking about that uh, in our next podcast because I actually have a prediction that goes in line with all of this. So, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, the only other thing, the big thing, was the SNES Classic, which itself was awesome. It really is. Have you had a chance to use it yet? Of course not, right? Yeah, no, I I, I tried it. I wanted to play it with my son, so I, I tried it. I played a few Mario Kart games with it, and then I wanted to show him a f- and, uh, some other games, but he always wanted to keep keep going back to Mario Kart, so had some troubles, and the damn cords, they keep pulling the uh, Super NES down or whatever, it's annoying, so I'll have to, uh, this is a system I'll have to play when Elliot is sleeping, because he wants to play Mario Kart, and then he, he pulls on the cord, and the system, I don't want it to break, so, yeah. Lovely. So you should pick up uh, some of those extension cords there, buy like 50 of them, and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. So that's our take on Nintendo's that's, year Don't review. forget your blast from the past. Oh, you're the worst. Fine. I'll just say, <laughs> uh, let's just pick, did I ever pick Breath of Fire? Nope. Okay, well, there we go. Breath of Fire. Goodbye, everybody. No. Breath of Fire. <laughs> no, Perfect. Breath of Fire was a, was an unexpected game from Capcom on the SNES. You just mentioned the SNES, so this is the first game that popped in my head. If you don't know anything about it, it's basically an RPG. Uh, I mean, Ahmed, you know what? I'm going to let him go ahead and tell you all about it. He'll jump in and be like, it was amazing. You could transform <laughs> into uh, dragons and had great music and graphics. And everything that he would tell you is absolutely right. And the series got better and better as it went along. But it was just one of those unexpected type of games where you didn't really think that – Capcom of all companies would put out an RPG like this, especially back then, you know, they were known for Mega Man, their action platformers and and what have you. They weren't really known for role-playing games. So it was really, really cool to experience that. And if there ever is a SNES Classic 2.0, which I seriously doubt, or if Nintendo ever releases the virtual console, which I'm starting to doubt, I really hope that uh, Capcom will release those lovely games on the uh, virtual console or on some some platform where you can experience it. And with that, now I'm going to say my goodbyes and say that, uh, you know, that's our take for Nintendo's year in review. But we'd love to hear what your take is and what were some of the, you know, big standout games that you played or experienced that you really, really enjoyed. And did we leave anything else uh, off our list that you guys are like, oh, I can't believe they didn't mention Powerpuff Girls 16 or something like that. So, yeah, be sure to let us know. And uh, that's it. I'm not going to tell Steven to say goodbye because he does a terrible job. So with that, we'll see you guys in two weeks with our predictions of what you can expect from 2018 for Nintendo. This should be quite interesting. Take care, everyone. Have a good one.